Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your horrible, nasty, stinky, bad video game ideas from all over the internet and turn those into the next AAA titles. I am one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I am your other host, Blake Rhea. Like a little musical tone you got in, uh, in I your I put a little there. spin in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'll like be it. honest, I like it. it's sort of more like when you go for your signature and your grasp on your pen is a little bit loose, so you fuck up the sentence, or you fuck up the signature. <laughs> Buying but some time was a fun little art piece if we don't think about it too much Blake how are you doing today you know I'm doing so fucking good you and I spent like the last 20 minutes before this episode talking about Nathan Fielder's uh the rehearsal and I just watched the pilot episode last night it's probably one of my favorite pieces of television uh recently I'll you know fuck it I'll say it it was a better pilot than uh House of the Dragon I did like House of the Dragon but it was a better it, the pilot pales in comparison to the mindfuckery of the rehearsal. Is House of the Dragon the new spinoff Game th- for Game, Game of, of Thrones? Th- yes, and I would recommend it. Nice. It was pretty good. Second episode kind of sucked, but first episode's pretty good. I enjoyed it. How about you, buddy? What are you up to? Oh, me? Mm-hmm. I'm so tired right now, but I have a very funny reason why I'm very tired. Uh-oh. Were you up all night partying or gaming? No, Blake Raya. I was up all night because I was scared. Oh. What? So I do this thing where I'm a sicko, and when I go to bed sometimes, I put on a horror video game Let's Play, because something about (laughs) the horror video games I find soothing when they're doing the atmosphere building. And Uh I was watching Mr. Markiplier play through a video game, Uh and I was watching it and getting it all a little spooky, and then I fell asleep. Oh, no. And then I woke up two hours later... Because I was, Markiplier was screaming, and I was like, uh-oh, I better find out what that is. Oh, you didn't get scared when and he I woke started up, screaming? I woke up in the middle of an actually scary Let's Play, and then I was scared. And because the game was scary now, because I wasn't asleep after the scares happened, and I had to look at the real scares at like 5 a.m. Well, it was like 4, it was 3 a.m. when I noticed Oh that. my God. And I was Wait. like, oh, that's scary. And no. I was all spooked out. But then I couldn't go back to sleep because oh, I watched, no. because it was scary, so I had to see it through to make sure that all the bad things ended. Uh-huh. Um, and Did then it get worse? I was scared, <laughs> and it was 5 o'clock in the morning now. And I was scared, and I was afraid in my own home, and I thought, great, ghosts are going to get me, and I can't go back to sleep now. That is so wholesome, but also hilarious. Oh, my God. So So I had to stay up in my room listening to a podcast with the flashlight on, so that if I did open my eyes, I would see the rest of my walls and not be spooked out. Wait. (laughs) Yeah, I scared myself. (laughs) I played with fire, I fucked around, and I found out. See, normally going to sleep with horror Let's Plays is fine, because I fall asleep, and I sleep through it, and I don't have to think about it. Uh But I woke up in the middle of the night this time and had to get scared, and I don't know what to do about this. I guess I need to find healthier ways to go to sleep than turning on a horror Let's Play. No, you you could just totally do it. Just turn off autoplay, brother. Just don't let, just don't let the one unless like this was a Markiplier where you, let's play where he was playing for like it's an episode that's like an hour plus long. No, the video that I watched was a nice like twenty minute long one. There so you go, I perfect. Slept just, right just, through that. Just I woke up in the middle play. of an hour and a half long spooky let's mm. play. Oh yeah, just just do. Anyway, just, that video game. I'm scared. This says what it is on the tin. That's a scary game. 
What? Wait, what is it? Uh, that's the name it's of like the game? It's like a pixelated horror game. The atmosphere is just right. The way that Ooh. that game builds tension and like rewards those tension is just really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's particularly scary. It just worked. Maybe it's because it was in the dead of night and I was groggy still and it took advantage of my I, sleepy, limping energy. That is so Because real, there was a ugh. small part of me while I was like walk, looking around the house. I was like, well, shit, I can't run. Like if a ghost wanted to nab me, it would be all over. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, but like, dude, what if? <laughs> Just to get taps into that primal fucking fear. No, like that's so relatable because it's there, I'm imagining the fear was even crazier because like i don't know if this happens to you but like right at that point of waking my brain is like way more sensitive to sounds for some reason so like i could hear like a door gently closing on the down the hall but it'll sound like a slam to me for some fucking reason so i'm i'm just picturing you <laughs> poor aj just laying in your bed and you just hear his just hearing a scream and it's just like way more intense than it might actually be and then just bam smash cut to you with the flashlight your leg all uh elevated and just listening to a podcast all right what before we jump into the episode what's your comfort podcast what'd you turn on I turned on uh, Ether Sea, the Adventure mm-hmm. Zone, because I'm almost done with that arc. So I went to sleep listening mm-hmm. to like the final couple episodes of got that. Some, got some cutesy laughs in there. All right, I, I I like that. Good, good, good. All right, dude. Well, uh, for those that don't know, we are a comedy video game design podcast where we take audience submissions and turn them into the next triple A titles. AJ, can I hit you with a video game? You absolutely can. This one comes to us on Twitter from Gaz at Just Gazzer, a looter shooter where the guns must be acquired by scanning barcodes. The more expensive it is, the better the gun. And there was a follow up to this uh, from Caleb Martin Taylor's version. Just the photo of the little like Digimon scanner that did that. Yeah, of the scanners. Like I haven't thought about this shit since I was like six years old. No, this is 2004, so I was nine. I haven't thought. God, that, this was like a perfect nine-year-old toy. All right, I don't know if this was international. I don't know how common these things were, but the commercials for these, I remember being so fucking cool for some reason. So, pic- okay, so Caleb, thank you for submitting this. He, they just sent a picture of like all of these different like Digimon-looking scanners, and that's literally what they're called. They're called scanners, but with an with a Z and a K yeah, instead of a C. With an S was definitely taken at the time. <laughs> scanners. Wait. Scanners, the Cronenberg film? Oh, th- isn't that like 1980s? What? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is Scanners oh. with an S was already taken no. by the time Scanners with a Z showed up. I think I think it was more over because like this was the era when toys thought it was cooler to put Z on everything and like do it in some graffiti ass text and the colors were really bright. But what these what these what these like Digimon things were is you take Every kid's got to go with their parent to go shopping to uh, shopping for food and stuff like that. It's more often than not the most boring bullshit thing, and you just don't have fun. So what these people did is they created these scanners where you would go up and scan all of the different food barcodes. And I guess it would... Would it give your guy power-ups? Would it give your guy different abilities or some shit? I don't know oh, what exactly these, it did. Huh? No, I was a poor kid. I, I didn't have money. <laughs> I just saw this shit, and I'm like, whoa, that's the future, man. Um, I shouldn't and run I'll... my mouth. I also did not own these. But my understanding was that if you scanned a barcode, it would pop up with a little digital monster. And then you got to fight that digital monster with your digital monster. 
fucking excellent. How cool. I miss this era of video gaming. It's. I, do you think these things would still work? Pro- maybe, maybe not, because, like, all the barcodes are maybe older. Like, maybe... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. kind of it, it has to still work because in my heart, I have to believe that the scanners would scan the barcode and randomly generate something based on that. Because the alternative is that they all had a pre-listed like stack of every barcode that existed, which oh, there's no way. All right, a- <laughs> AJ. <laughs> yeah, I have the most. I have the most wild let's play idea for you. So we can still buy these things. They're forty dollars on eBay. They're That's 21 it? years old. Yeah, $40 on eBay. Um, you can get a new sealed in-box one for almost on, for $100. You and I, vlog style, we go fight some... <laughs> we, go to a, we go to a store and we just wear GoPros and we just go fight shit. <laughs> I love this idea. It's so actually. stupid. It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Hey, this thing's busted. They're selling for $40. All right. So coming back to the game idea, I love the idea. So the thing is with looter shooters, I don't think you... I feel like we have to do some sort of boss or raid mechanic because that's where all the loot is. So how do we apply that to a shopping center? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is, is that there is always a limited time. Well, like say you're a kid, you're there as long as your parent needs to be there. So yeah. I think there should be an immediately like a time limit. So like that's the outline for this game is you're arrived at a shopping center or something with your parents and you or with your partner or something. I mean, but this is guns. So no, it's even funnier if it was a kid buying guns. Um, <laughs> go on. Tell me about children uh, buying guns. Uh, it's America. It's super easy. You would be surprised at who could buy a gun. Um, to Some political would say you might first. be upset about how easy it is to purchase <laughs> a gun. Um, so I'm trying to figure out: is there? Could we do some sort of steal from the God? What's that one show? Is it called Market Sweep or uh, it's the Super one where Market Sweep? Yeah, is that the one where you're given like kind of a riddle and you need to solve what brand it is? Or like, I'll be salt. honest. I assume that supermarket sweep was a thing where they just gave a, like a check to the competitors, and they're like, "Go on, go find deals and bring back the most useless shit." That's to this one point. part of it, actually. I think, like, I think the first I never part of it, supermarket sweep. I know because it's, it's it made one me of the... jealous and made me wish that I had stupid money to spend on <laughs> dumb shit I don't need. <laughs> yeah, that's what I never got about those shows is that they always got like food products, but they didn't go for like any of the major shit. Um, but I think that's all that was available, huh? Like, you can just go get video games if you wanted. Um, so can we do some sort of situation where, like, the first part of that show, I believe, is you're given a riddle and you need to solve it. So uh, I'm trying to figure out if this is a shooter game, but that's also kind of a riddle where it's like you spawn into a supermarket. You are given a random, uh, randomly assigned, like, number va- or timeline, time limit. Because your parents like, oh, we're only going to be in here for 15 minutes. you got to solve this whole level in 15 minutes. Um, or you're like, hey, this is an hour. Uh, we're here for an hour. So you have like an hour to solve this. Of course, it's going to be much harder. So you need to go around and uh, you are, you give, you're given your first riddle. You need to go scan that thing. That leads into some sort of like uh, hyper-realistic boss fight or some sort of uh, some, it's just some sort of combat thing. And then you destroy that. And that gives you access to more equipment to where you can get further along. 
I think that is that a gameplay loop or is like that sounds fun, but it that doesn't really have much loop, stay. But what I love most about this is the idea that what this is giving is the experience for the parent to give their child the toy that just says they're going to go fuck off and you get to just handle grocery <laughs> shopping. And like, don't worry about it. The video game will take care of it. Like guiding your kid around the store you can just do whatever you want while grocery shopping trust the kid do you think that's why scanners scanners. do you think that's why scanners was invented just specifically for that reason why i I wasn't allowed a scanners because i would have immediately ran off with the little guy and thought to myself (laughs) i wonder what happens when you scan a scanners with the scanners scan a scanner oh wait could you fight these things like i i don't know like could you can fight them with each other because oh, if I remember correctly, Scanners dude. Commander had a gimmick where if you lost a fight, your little Scanners guy would leave. That's Yo. right. It was Scanners with permadeath. Yo, AJ, that's how our fucking Let's Play should end. You and I, we scan, we buff our dudes up, and then we fight at the end of it. And then you have to watch this little 200 by 200 fucking bit screen. Oh, that would be so extra and so funny. Um, Okay. Let's come back to this. So, so... Is there a way we can add some stank on it? Is there uh, what if what ha- what happens when if you scan the wrong thing? Does it delete your character? Does it um, wipe or does it decrease your time? Um, I'm trying to I'm trying I don't know like I feel like there's something here but I'm not quite finding it. Yeah, do you want to put a pin on it and move? I want to yeah I want to put a pin in it but you hit me with something. This comes from Rollford on Reddit. Forever 21, the video game. Mm. Now, this, of course, makes some people think of like a perhaps a simulator wherein you are just working at a Forever 21. But what this made me think about was the idea of eternity and the idea of being a certain age forever. And sure, I think that you could, some might argue that being 21 forever is the ideal age. And they're probably right, no. although I would maybe no. aim a little bit later. <laughs> I think that you should be able to rent a car if you're going to be that age forever. But you yeah, know what age 26, would suck 25. to be damned to be forever? What, 20? 19. 20 is also Ooh. very bad. But yeah, yeah, anything before 21. You're yeah. legally an adult, but mm-hmm. also you can't like go into some public spaces without a fake ID. Mm-hmm. That point where it's like, you're, and you, you can still get drafted, better, but we're shit. not going to treat you like you should know better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're just like, yeah, Being you're that adult age uh, for a millennia would probably suck shit, right? Because like, I know some enough. people that have like permanent baby face that just look like they're 21 forever, <laughs> and they hate that shit. They mm-hmm, hate it mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> okay, so is this just basically like a Sims game, but you're moreover just trying you're just dealing with being like a 19 year old or like a just surviving as a 20 year old? But dealing yeah. with all the bullshit, dealing with all the bullshit that comes with that, of like, I think it's uh, more about a video game where you're trying to show that you are not a billion years old, but you are an eternal vampire, and so you were twenty <laughs> years old, but you have all of these sick references to fucking uh, Abbott and Costello. Like, how do you how do you talk to people if all you remember is Abbott and Costello? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't at the age most of nineteen. People, millennials don't people. know who Abbott or Costello are. I don't even millennials know millennials don't remember Abbott. the first Star Wars movie. Not Is millennials. Abbott? What's the what's the generation after millennials? I keep forgetting Gen what Z? we're calling them. Gen Z or Zers or Zoomers. Um, Zoomer. 
Oh my god. Zoomers dude. don't know who what's the little genie girlfriend that was in the sitcom where the guy threatened violence with her all the time and he said, Why I, I oughta and the girl was a genie. About? I might be misconstruing I two dream different of ge- old black and I, white. I sitcoms. think those are two different yeah, because like um so I, dream of I dream genie, of genie where he had a cool wife that was actually a genie. Uh-huh. They and actually were not they were, one I don't think they were they, together. Whenever the I guy think... came home, he would yell, Why I oughta one of I... these days bang zoom straight to the moon. Uh, yeah. I think I, that I, was I, also in black and white. Yeah, oh yeah, that was nineteen fifty that wasn't like Lucy, right? No. Lucy Was that I no. Love Lucy? I Love Lucy, maybe? I don't know, man. I'm not familiar. I, this is, like, I'm kind of a Zoomer. I know I'm 26, but I'm also a Zoomer, so I don't so if know. So I came in with to you and I had all of these cool, like, references, how long do you think it would take before you thought to yourself, hey, I think he's actually a vampire forever? Mm, the moment you start making reference to the composition of, like, certain symphonies and shit like that, um, then I think, okay, maybe they're a little bit old or they're edgy. So is it is it about like going through I'm trying to figure out like what the game here is cuz we we have like a narrative it's a guy it's it's a vampire trying to show everybody that they're not a vampire and I know exactly I what it is. You know okay. what people don't talk about enough deck builders. And like specifically people aren't talking <laughs> about how deck builders are like they're a way to experience and interact with a genre that is tried and true. What I'm proposing to you is a deck building conversational game because here's something that happens as you get older and i don't know if you experience this as well blake but sometimes i wake up in the morning and i don't get to choose what my references and my touchstones are going to be for the day i just Mm -hmm. sort of wake up and it's like well aj what core memories are you really going to be basing your life on today and lately i've been thinking a lot about like dragon ball z ben 10 and going to car shows with my dad so like basically all the references that i'm going to be making today are related to one of those three the deck the hand is shuffled this is the deck that i have in the morning what Mm -hmm. i'm proposing is a video game where much like telltale all you really get to do is choose uh dialogue options but they aren't dialogue options based on what a character is saying to you and the four different things we've written out they're dialogue options based on whatever random touchstones you were given at the beginning of the day perhaps you would be allowed to deck load a little bit it's like a tarot reading but it's like you're i'm sorry i got i still have like a cult of the lamb on the brain and that has Uh like a whole tarot card system where it's like depending on what like references you have no okay hold on i have a way of building on this i have a way of building on this so at the beginning of the day is you would be able to select different because i can't remember things that happened to me like three days ago so i think Mm -hmm. that part of the deck building thing would like you would wake up and you would get to kind of choose like two or three memories from the run from the from the video game up to this point We're Mm -hmm. gamifying the idea of Reese will remember this, except we are Reese, and we are trying to remember this. But just like in real life, you don't know what things are going to be referenced or utilized throughout the day. Exactly. at the beginning of the day, you pick your you pick your hand. You pick like, oh, these are the references You're- I want to I want to talk about today. But you don't know what social interactions you will have that day. So some of those cards <laughs> might be perfect, but some of those other cards are going to be fucking awful. So is this this is a game about like just trying to live your day to day life as like a nineteen year old vampire? 
um, or is a, a fur- but you are a billion years old, so your memory is dog shit because that's what happens to everybody as we get older. We have to okay. remember so many things from so long ago that they become horrible and worse. I was so, going through my year, my senior mm-hmm. yearbook the other day over the weekend. I don't remember 90% of the people, and I interacted with them daily. Mm-hmm. There are some people in there I'm certain that if I was 19 and told to look at it, I wouldn't remember them in what, oh. in any way. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I actually, I have something. I, 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 oh my God. Hold on. My brain's exploding right now. Okay. Yes. So you start the day. Well, let me pitch you on this. So you are not only a vamp, you're a half vampire. Is that possible? Is it possible to be half vampire? Like your mom yeah, but was... in order to be half vampire, your mom has to be bitten by a vampire while she's pregnant with you and then die during childbirth. That... Oh my god, yeah, that's how Blade was half vampire! What the fuck? I forget that that's yeah. the plot. Okay, okay, so that is our character. And the reason so I want them to be half vampire is your ha- use your Blade. So the social interactions is you spend the day as a daywalker trying to live the life as a human, but then night comes and you still need to maintain airs with other vampires. So you have to maintain a, and the reason this is important is because whatever topics you pick at the beginning of the day need to be a mix of uh, talking points from like a thou- uh, like a hundred years ago and talking points of the modern day to maintain a believable air with both social groups. So it's like yeah, you- because vampires mm-hmm. love Abbott and Costello. They yeah. cannot get enough of those. They love they love ca- they love casual misogyny. Like it, if I know anything about vampires, va- look, they're from a different time. <laughs> they're from a different time. <laughs> I love that of describing that as vampires, like how I would grandparents. I don't want to talk to very much. It's like ah, you know, <laughs> the way that you they're like oh, they're vampires is the same way you excuse the family members you don't want to talk to very much. You write them off and say vampires are from a different time. <laughs> you know, one thing that vampires and my grandparents have in common: they both ask to enter my door, and I tell them both no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love my grandparents. They're just only casual, somewhat casually racist. Um, so they're from a different time. <laughs> they're from a different time. <laughs> they grew up with Abbott and Costello. Okay, so <laughs> but that's where this that's where the crux of the, the stank of this game is. Is like maybe you don't know how many social interactions you're going to have in either of those in either of those social scenes. So you, mm-hmm. uh, you maybe. I'm trying to think of like what is the um the progression of this game? Does your hand get bigger? Does your deck get bigger? Does like maybe yes, your topics... deck gets bigger and then based on like how you're building out your deck, you can increase your card draw and you can increase your hand size. I don't really also... want to think about the the card mechanisms because no, then I, I kinda... have to do real game design. So but I'm that's just trying the, to that's think the about the fun part. <laughs> that's the fun. That's that's the fun of it. That's what we do. We do real game design here. We're a real game company. Check us out on Devolver's wishlist page for games that might We're never come out. Not on Devolver's wishlist page. Bullshit. Yet. No, just go. Yet we're there. We're there. Haven't you seen? Um. Uh. Oh, fuck. What's one of our? Uh. What's the first game we made? Uh, Blake. 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 You're not allowed to make these announcements yet. Uh, we. You're gonna break NDA, so we just need you to be quiet. And, uh, uh, okay. All right. We're, we're, Check us out. Check us out at the, the next GamesCon, or what was the one that happened this past week? Games, games something. Yeah, it's Check GamesCon. Out the, all right? your, watch all your games news, all your games things. Maybe one day you might hear about us. We can't confirm or deny anything. <laughs> Wink. 
Um, okay, but that's uh, what was I getting at? What was I getting at? You're trying to think about the mechanics of the cards. We are dealt yes. the cards in the morning. I love these cards are the memories that we will be able to recall as we go through. From mm-hmm. there, I think we can decide on like what classrooms and what social interactions we want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of we've kind of selected and we've kind of been shuffled a hand of references and memories, either from old TV or even the school projects that we are working on right now. Which means mm-hmm. that we're going to come to a point in the day when it's lunchtime, and we have to decide: Do we want to go to sit at the lunch table with the popular kids, sit, hang out with our language arts professor during lunch, or try to do lunch alone at the football field? Mm, oh, so kind of like a monster prom sort of layout, where it's like just a yeah. very simplified figuring out: Okay, what do I want to do with my day? Um, so you kind of generally know, oh, but here's the trip up too, is like, how fun would it be that the game begins very, uh, very, um, black and white where it's like you deal with people during the day and you deal with vampires during the night and maybe you get to pick your outfit or you get to pick, you just get to like kind of change your airs between those settings, have like a little fun with per- uh, personal, uh, is personal design. But how fun would it be that as the game goes on, you those social scenes start mixing, where it's like, "Hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be dealing with a vampire during the day while dealing with a human at night," or I'm going to be in a social scene that requires me to talk to a vampire and a human at the same time, and that's where you get sort of like the deck uh, the deck building comes in handy, where you find out certain cards are applicable to both groups, so you always need to have like at least one of those in your in your hand of like, "Hey, I'm going to talk." about um victorian dress because like victorian dress is like super big again where people just love dressing like fleetwood mac which was like kind of victorian-y um which is kind of modern gen z-ish or sorry zoomer-ish but also victorian era so i'm trying to think of like things like that so uh, how does the game end can you lose this game hmm what is the goal of this game if you were forever 19 and mm -hmm. It feels like the yeah, game has to the go on forever, question. right? Do we want to go ahead and commit to Forever 19 or Forever 21? Forever 19, because, like, I actually... <laughs> I like the idea funnier? Forever 19 as well, because then we can also put in, a like, a clothing company that exists here called Forever 19, oh. and we don't have to worry about the brand rights for that. <gasps> that's, that's, dude, that's the, va- that's the store of the Vampire Zone. Everybody that works there is Forever Night is, like, looks like they're Forever 19, and they're all trying, they're all just, like, they all work in a mall. Like, because isn't there, so like, what that... Is our- like mall yeah, zombies or mall? Yeah, I like the mall? idea actually more that we're in a mall. That way we don't have to do the high school thing. And we can play yeah. with the idea that perhaps in the future, Zoomers are mall rats again. That's right. The yeah, mall's back, baby. Yeah, the mall's back, baby. I don't know if the mall ever left. I think I think mall rats are still a thing. No. Hey, I don't know if you've been to a mall lately, but I've walked around a mall Zoomer. recently. The mall is dead. There's no one there in the malls. I disagree. Like my the mall right near my house is always popping, but it might also be because it's down the street from a middle school, and that's why it yeah. makes me think that Gen Zers are still like. Wait, I, I'm getting to that point where I'm so old now that I don't know if like high schoolers and middle schoolers are in the same generation. Are they different generations? Is high schoolers Zoomers, and then there's like, going to be a new breed of something in middle school? I don't know anymore, man. I'm I'm be- I'm 26. I'm behind the times. It's really crazy how fast that happens. 
Here's the thing is, <laughs> I was at a mall recently and it was just fucking dead in there. And then I also realized that every time I was going into a store, I was just thinking to myself, like, okay, yeah, but I could buy this exact thing online for like $20 cheaper. <laughs> really adult of you. Yeah. No, I'm in that same boat. <laughs> and then I realized that the problem is, of course, that malls are still like brick and mortar stores and I don't want them to be. I think that all malls should be trades places because one place that I was totally fine going into for the mall was the suit shop because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about suits or tuxedos or inseams. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's kind of because like suit tailoring is a trade. And then mm-hmm. it re- dawned on me that actually if a mall was only places that like ex- you were expected to be talking to a professional, then malls would bang again. Like, Mm -hmm. What if malls were only tailors, they were only stylists, they were only karate experts, they were only (laughs) rock climbing gyms, they were only places where actual specialists work, and if you're going to a mall, it's because you're there to learn something. Okay, and that's our mall. This is my idea for the future malls. This is the mall that Forever 19 takes place in. Yes! Okay, so I like that because then We've created a utopian mall. That tells – see, I like that concept because that tells me every store is a place to improve your stats of some kind. Yes. So, like, you go to a suit shop, and guess what? Your cards. fashion's a little bit better. Or you go to a rock climbing gym, like you were saying, and your strength goes up. So, is the idea trying to – is this – maybe we could just kind of steal, like, the Monster Prom idea where it is you are – this is all leading up to some sort of event – and maybe the gameplay is, is that there is a monster. Uh, no, I don't want to steal like the prom idea, but like I, I, vampires love balls. P- p- vampires love parties, right? Like, it, it <laughs> And video games translate so well into high school because there's the idea of that yeah. final deadline. You know what I mean? But, like we need to fa- we need romance by graduation. We need uh, a date by the prom. We need something by the big game at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, like it's just a natural year. climax. So how about this? How about this? We'll lean into the vampire angle. Is you are at the beginning of the game, your whole entourage of vampires is like, hey, the end of this week, we're doing a big feast. Everybody bring a human that we're all going to eat. So you need to spend this week upping your stats to find somebody to convince them to join you to to come to this, quote, party with you at the end of the week. But you need to have certain stats and pursue, cer- uh, pursue certain lines or, uh, you know, achievements each day with your tarot deck. But at the same time, you need to maintain good airs with the vampires because guess what? You might be working on this human a lot, but you got uninvited to the party because you're not a fucking cool enough vampire. You're like, you're not this a guy's cool enough vampire. Human. You haven't come out, come out to enough vampire ragers. Yeah, you don't know enough Abbott and Costello references. I love that that's our touchstone for old timey bullshit. Well, also, <laughs> I love Lucy. Again, they're huge, or I dream of Genie. Or Mash. Uh, that's another one. Mash. Um, that, that's another one that vampires would love. <laughs> All the vampires are like, what, from 1940? Like, that's just, <laughs> there are parents? Is that really what it is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> our parents are vampires. Um, <laughs> so the game ends with you basically. I'm going to propose uh, something. Mm-hmm. I think that it should be longer. I think it should be a longer okay. time than like the end of the week. Because my thought is mm-hmm. something that we can really play on is this like the voice of the vampire. Because something that's going to fail that people are going to notice pretty early on is if we are using a conversational based deck building thing. 
we're going mm-hmm. to enter conversations where we realize that we can play like the same three cards and end up winning. So we need yeah. to play with, into this idea that the vampire's voice, like the narrator's voice, has some like deep angsty vampire monologue about how like when you've been on this earth as long as I have, some conversations really just start to feel all the same. Some days really start to feel all the same, too. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's going to be kind of, like, how we write off the idea that, like, I just went to work four days in a row and used the same three cards to get through all of my conversations. Ooh, that's grindy. And there's probably, like, some sort of quote uh, that you can play on of, like, yeah, my hand might be different every day, but the deck is always the same. You know, some some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and so perhaps the thing is that we are playing as a vampire that wants to escape that. Or maybe there's, oh. maybe there's multiple different endings depending on what you've done and maxed out by the end of the thing. Okay, See, here you go. See, this again why go, I want cause... to reference the incredible video game uh, Tokomeki Memorial because that game's gimmick is kind of like as you go through, you find more and more girls to possibly confess uh, to at the very end of the game, which mm-hmm. is a four-year cycle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is... And maybe we go even longer with that. Is there a world where we go through like a century with this vampire? Is that a possibility? Because I think if we're we have playing to lock with vampires, it at a decade because we're in a mall. Oh, that's right. Like this is okay. So, but hey, a decade kind of, of days is still a lot of on. days and a lot of card we, play. What if we did a tw- uh, like did twenty years? Um, and the reason I, I say that is because it would be so cool. Malls were like, what, 1980? Like 19, like the 1980s is when they really popped off. And then they kind of died around the, what, the 2000s? Yeah. Um, so it would be kind of fun to do um, this game actually, like, canonically ends because malls close. Ah, but then we're not dealing with, like, Zoomers. Or, I mean, no, we could still make this apply where it's just like, it's, it's like the vampires love turn of the century shit while... Um, modern kids love like 1980s theme shit, and that's that's super fun. Like I think going around a mall that's like all neon 1980s themed, the carpets look like shit in the best way possible. Um, or and then I the got it. I, I've unlocked what it is. Go ahead, go ahead. It's you have 20 years at this mm-hmm. mall because yes. you understand that the the by the by. By decadial ball is going to happen 20 years from now. So mm-hmm. you have 20 years to work at this mall and increase your vampire posse. That way, mm-hmm. at the ball, and when the mall shuts down, is just filled with people that's that the love final, you. And that's so what, the yes. deck building of it is you are constantly trying to f- find out who your targets are to like mm-hmm. grow that bond or turn into a vampire so that you yes. can be like, oh, this person seems cool. I'm going to turn them into a vampire and make them forever 19 as well. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I know. Hold on. I want to come back to this, but I don't want to forget this. You know what we call this game? <laughs> What? Instead of mall rats, we call it mall bats. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, no, no thank I you love for bringing that up. That's a very excellent point. <laughs> I, I love I love the idea that you pitched though, because it's like 20 years and you don't know this at the beginning of the game, but the game 
ends with like the mall closing because malls are going out of style. So our mall bats are going to be like, we're going to throw the last big mall shindig. And you find that out in maybe like the uh, like, fi- like, like five years like before closing. Years later or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, malls are kind of going out of style. I think like maybe five years from now, it's going to be closing. So guess what? We're going to throw the biggest bash five years from now. Bring the best vampires, bring the best whatever you can. So to grow your posse, though, you need to do a balance of like figuring out what stores you're going to be visiting on a daily basis. Guess what? You're going to need to go to the magazine store because you need to stay caught up on current events. So if you go to the mall store, you unlock a new card for your deck. And that gives you like some sort of, yeah, it gives you like, hey, Michael Jackson's Thriller just released. What do you think of that? Like it gives you talking points. Or it's like you go I to the rock. I have the idea of what we can use as our skeleton for maybe the way that the word, the card game works a little bit. Go ahead. It might work a little bit nicely if we try to use the idea of a matching game as its core skeleton. Um, I've been playing Aww. through Jenkins Ronputh's franchise lately, and there's a mm-hmm. mini game in the third game called like Scramble Fight or something. This mini game happens when the entire trial court of characters are on two sides of a one issue. And so you'll see all of these, like, you'll see a sentence from a character on the left, and they'll be like, there's no way that Goku could have done it. And then Mm -hmm. on the right side, you'll be running through the characters that are on your side, and you'll be like, oh, okay, this character says the word Goku. And so you know that you can match those two cards together. And Mm -hmm. so maybe a little bit of, like, how this card game works at its core is the idea of, like, matching things. So a character will say something, and you'll rifle through your hand and be like, Match topics. I can match topics with this sentence. Yeah, so it's like, oh, this person's talking music. I have a music card in my hand. They're talking sports. I have a sports card in my hand. They're talking uh, working out. I have a workout card. Or... Maybe that's where stats kind of come into hand. It's like, oh, here you go. Here, no, 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 no. This is. I love this idea. It's Uno. So, Holy shit! It's Uno, Blake. No, no. How? How's it Uno? Because conversations are constantly moving from one point to the other, and what mm. is happening is you, oh, when you are entering a conversation okay. with somebody, you are looking at the card that they have placed, and you are rummaging through your hand to try to place a card that connects, either mm. via location, via topic, via like. Um, joke, something, mm-hmm. v- Let via me... contradiction. You are just looking for some sort of connection to make onto the stack. Or, the, oh, get, you know, the I, way that I the, love we that. can gamify this mm-hmm. is that, like, some characters are going to be like, uh, like, maybe if you're talking to somebody that works at Hot Topic, they don't know shit about sports. So if you mm-hmm. end up putting the conversation on sports, you're going to make them draw a lot of cards. If they draw yeah. too many cards, they will leave the conversation, which means that you don't earn oh. a lot of points to gain their bond. Oh. So that's where like the gamifying of it comes in and Yo! the deck building because you want to make sure that that's as you're drawing cool. cards from your stack, you are constantly building like drawing cards that will play off of the cards that you assume they will have, mm-hmm. but will lean into the idea of I want to make sure that they are still playing cards. Yeah, they're engaged versus disengaged. So it's like the moment they run yeah. out of topics means you talked them into satisfaction, basically. It's like, yeah, somebody oh, man, drawing a card yeah. is not them drawing because they're trying to think of something. That, no, that is exactly it. They are yeah, trying that to is think exactly. of something to say. Yeah, because they, they don't. Cards, yeah. They are disengaged from the conversation. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when you're at a party and like if you've had a little bit too many drinks and you're like me, if you stand around one circle <laughs> of people that are talking and you don't have anything to say for too long, you'll just fucking leave. Or at least I. <laughs> I will. Maybe I'm rude, but that's how I operate at a party sometimes. So how do you how do you win the engagement? So it's like 
I, is it trying to get them to run out of cards or is it, I think it I is think trying like, to get them like to run the out of cards, The ideal right? play is that you're able to get them to play through their entire deck, like play mm-hmm. through it, not just like draw their deck. Because if they draw mm-hmm. into their deck and they don't do anything, then like that's bad. I think mm-hmm. it's less of, less of a think, think of it less like winning and think of it more like just earning more and more points. Mm-hmm. And that, well, uh, maybe, no, I, maybe I, I like the, the game, idea. Maybe, of... maybe we pull from Honey Pop a little bit, and we pull onto the idea of there's a gauge that must be filled in order for you to win a conversation, and that mm-hmm. gauge just gets bigger and longer as the game goes on because you should be earning more points as the game goes on. Mm, okay, okay, I'm still a little bit like trying to figure out like what is the the I, I love first off I love the idea of that because that tells me we can play that two ways one you can have conversations that go well and then you can have conversations that go bad but you can also make conversations go uh bad on purpose being like oh i don't want to engage with this person i need to make sure i lose this match or i'm you've run into another mall bat who's like a real piece of shit and you want to like talk and you want to like uh win a word battle with them bam you are now like the it turns the game into sort of an argument turns this game on its side if it's an argumentative thing you want to be able to play cards so that they do get disengaged and leave and then if they've left the argument and walked away then that Mm -hmm. means that you've won if i've learned anything from facebook comment sections (laughs) and what i like about that is that implies that we can introduce a whole different style of card which are gestures or um, like maybe tones. So it's like not uh, we draw our cards or we have our deck and we can build our deck at the beginning of the day. It's like um, a great way of doing it is like Loop Hero. You can pick your deck before each run. And I think that's mm-hmm. how our game will go. So rather than getting a randomly assigned. Yeah, you can modify like, your deck at yeah. any time. I think less think of it less. No, like top of the day. Top of the day. Of I think it'd be like... funner. I think it'd be more fun because it's like you you pick what you, you wouldn't pick what out multiple outfits to carry with you when you go to the mall. You pick one and you go to the mall and you deal with it. Like that's okay, what you have. No, on you're right. You're right. Um, you don't live at the mall; as you just visit it. So that's you pick your deck point. at the beginning of the day, and but you can toss in cards that are like insult or compliment or a gift or things that are like actions not topics to discuss so you might find some people that you want to talk to and you'll need to be like pick a talking point and then give them a gift pick another talking point and then give them a compliment and that's like you're romancing them or you're trying to get them to become part of your vampire thing can i propose to you this perhaps Mm -hmm. the the is it possible to make it less that gestures are a card and more like those gestures are a stance? So, like, in some video games, you have the idea of stances. Think Devil May Cry. You have four different stances oh, that you can be in. okay. So, the idea would be that, like, when you're in the in the card game part, you can shift your stance because mm-hmm. it's a conversation. <gasps> and the card oh, game is just how you, like, how we've personified fun. the conversation. And, and so that, you are in the generous mm-hmm. stance. And so that's the idea that like everything you're going to say is like a, with a little bit of a compliment. But it, then we're going to have another lilt. stance yes. that's tease. Now tease is mm-hmm. going to be the one that like comes off like a little bit more like combative. And for some people that's going to read as like a full on argument. And for some people it's going to play off like a game because some people like Whoa. to tease and prod and joke with each other. This is like really cool. Yeah, no, I love that because the it basically it makes your deck four different decks. Disgust, I suppose. And that would be uh, how you signal to somebody that you don't like the thing that you're pr- playing yes. either. 
Yes, yes, you don't like the conversation. I love that because that turns your, like, say you have four different stances, which are, like, general emotions, or maybe you unlock different stances as your stats grow or something like that. Mm -hmm. You, um... And also, that's how your stats come into play is like you take this stance, but you're not very a good teaser. So all of your teasing is not going to be as effective as you want it to be. So um, or, that's or what... perhaps maybe teasing works really well, but this person doesn't like teasing very much. So you can play mm. you can play in the yes. tease stance, but like mm -hmm. it's not going to reward you as many yes. points. Yes, you kind of have to learn otherwise. what this person does, and like that's over like these twenty years of like of uh of this mall of like living through this if you mall. earn enough points yeah. in a round with them then you'll unlock more information about them in your menus mm -hmm. so you can mm -hmm. see what they do and don't like you can figure out like a little bit more about them it's like oh is this a person i want to take into the end game is this a person i want to keep around they're about to turn like they're about to turn like 21 and move on and they're not going to become a they're not a mall person anymore do i want them to stick around i love that i love that i love that i love that and Oh God. Okay, this is super cool. Um, so could so depending on what stance you are, it turns your deck like say you have four different stances. You have four completely different decks that can do different things. Then because it's like a, a one card that's set. I in think a this is where stance. the real deck building comes in, yeah. right? Because now all of a sudden, like you have cards that could pl be played differently. Let's say mm -hmm. that somebody makes a reference to Abbott and Costello. Or mm -hmm. mm, let's do something <laughs> different. Let's say that somebody makes a reference to the 2014 VMAs. You then might okay. be able to look through your card and you have a, a card that references Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. And you can decide whether or not you play that card. You know it's a musical connection. The question now is do you want to play this card with a level of disgust or a level of love or mm -hmm. a level of teasing? You can choose which one of those three, but you have to keep in mind what that – maybe that changes the card into something else for the next player, if that makes well, any sense. No, I think it just changes how they perceive it. So it's like if you're talking to somebody who loves Lady Gaga and you say that with disgust, well, guess what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to ring really uh, – it's going to ring bad to them. Um, There's going to be so much text in all of these games yeah, because I'm realizing love, that for every I, for every keyword that we place into the game, we need yeah, to think about a how, different that, response. how each NPC <laughs> thinks about that keyword. Oh my god, that's so wild! And you know, it'd be kind of cool too, and just to add even more complication to the to the design process of this. Um, if this is a game that spans 20 years, culture is going to change. So certain cards you have in your deck are going to lose value as the years draw on or I, the connotation I know exactly of them how will we can change. Get around that actually. I've already thought about that. That's part of the conceit of the Drury Macabre vampire guy who says that all conversations are the same. Uh -huh. no, numbers are never keywords. How? What? So I mean, we, we I, just keep the keywords from being things that are going to disappear through time. If that, like, like a character might mention the 2014 Super Bowl, but you have a Super Bowl card. It doesn't matter what year your card no, is. No, I has think the I Super think Bowl then keyword. why have then why have the this this be over 20 years? Like, if you can't, I think it has to be over like 20 this. years for the narrative. That way, we have characters that continue to be introduced and dropped. That uh, much like the Tokimeki Memorial games, the, the the twenty years is more of a like 
gameplay loop cycle thing more than it is a thematic touchstone. Eh, if the game starts in 1984, I don't think they're going to be talking about 1984 things in 2004. They're going to be talking about Spice Girls in 2004. I think mm. you need to... I think you're... Okay, that's fair. That, that no, motivates right, why cards, you need to... The cards with more yeah. legacy do better with vampires. You're absolutely yes. right. My mistake. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, it's... You're like, so I think fucking it's like, smart. You're such a good video <laughs> game designer. It, yeah, dude, I've made 160 of these things. Um, actually, no, not 100. <laughs> I'm, I'm the most prolific game designer out there. Video Kojima. Can... <laughs> we are not the pro- most prolific video game developers. Do not get us mixed up. No, I'll say it. Fuck it. I put. I'll put. I'll put that we on a shirt. The Blake Rea, the designers. most prolific game designer. AJ Hart and Blake Rea. <laughs> okay, mall bats. All right, I, I, dude, that's our game. That has to be right. That has to be the nug, right? Yeah. Do we want to yeah. do a lightning round, or do we want to try to think about other ways that we can continue developing mall bats? Uh, I want to continue developing mall bats. I do have another submission, but I want to save it for next week. Um, okay. Because I think save it's also a really for good next idea. Week. Yes. Let's think a little bit more about mall bats. Let's think about okay, so maybe like the talked... UI, right? Like, what does this mm-hmm. look like? I think the idea of it being a mall, a map of a mall. Mm-hmm. And the idea of this, these deck buildings. I love. Mm. Oh my god! Another thing I totally forgot about is like, what's another thing that happens in malls? Stores come and go. So maybe yeah. The rock my climbing, idea was that the stores yeah. coming and going was going to be how we introduced a lot of characters. Yeah. So it's because like I was the really rock climbing inter- coach is going to change. It's like who's the gym character? Who and maybe that's the way we think about it. Is like there is the teacher character. Um, that there's the person that owns the suit shop. That teacher character teaches you fashion, but guess what? Now that suit shop goes out of business, and a dress shop opens, or a um, uh, some sort of like clothing making place opens, and that becomes your new fashion teacher. And then they have their own arc and pe- things you can talk to talk with them about. Um, and it, that's kind of cool because it leans into that element, uh, that time element of like this is a mall that changes around you, but you stay the same you're forever the same and all of your like core vampire friends are forever the same um and maybe if you like can you convert the shop owners so maybe like yes. you really you so really like was, the gym. as character bonds grow you're going to be able to vampirize anybody that you max out and if they've mm-hmm. become vampirized then they're guaranteed to come join your posse at the end of the game Yes. Which is great news for a, for any vampire. Every vampire wants a posse because every vampire needs vampire roommates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something else okay. that I really want to lean into and try to prod, if possible, is the idea of experimentation. Uh, mm-hmm. I think about the first couple hours of Loop Hero and how well that that game like, incentivizes experimentation. Because if you yeah. experiment correctly, you're going to introduce something new to the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe we can find a way that like experimentation will introduce new cards or perhaps we'll introduce new players into conversations Mm -hmm. um is that if we're we're playing on the uno Mm -hmm. system something that we can definitely keep in mind is uno is a multiplayer game we don't have to be doing a one person stack we could do a conversation with four five six people oh my god that sounds terrifying that sounds so like that's maybe that's how each week ends is like a outing where it's like you do a group thing. So like all of your interactions during the week are like singles and then or singles or maybe doubles and then it's a group you get night. to do a set like a hang session. And yes. like 
the hang session will be kind of randomized based on availability of who you want to invite, but mm-hmm. anybody that you've sort of brought into your fold, you can almost guarantee that they're going to be hanging out. Maybe maybe the yes. more bond and like the, the higher level you are with somebody, the more likely they will come to your hangout time. But I you think want that's to think it. About that's who you're where inviting, you implement. Yeah. especially if you're bringing on somebody that is not into the fold that you want to earn a lot of points with, because you mm-hmm. want to make sure that the, whoever comes in, they also play cards that will make it easy for the new person to play cards. Because mm-hmm. the more cards mm-hmm. they play, and the better you can bounce off, the more points you get. And also picking like you people that you know are going to have chemistry. So like we have our stats, but everybody else in the game also has their own stats. Everyone in there has their own stats and their own cards. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you, you don't see that until you get to know them. Session. So but, no, but I want to emphasize that you don't get to know their stats until you gain their trust as a person. Like I wouldn't know what AJ Hart likes. Or is uh, leans towards until I got to know AJ Hart. So their stats are invisible to me until I unlock like friendship with them. Where it's like, oh, I got a feel for who they are. Now I know their stats. Cards. I think there's. I think there are your stats and cards. And Can we mess I with like the cards of the other players if we've brought them into our fold. Not like um, changing them I... completely, but maybe like a limit of like you can now change ten of their cards. I, you know what, it might, I think you could for two, and it could be two reasons. One, depending on what you do in their narratives, maybe you can add cards to their deck where it's like, hey, um, I now have a core memory with you, the player, that I can reference. Because maybe talking points aren't always cultural. They're like, oh, remember the time you and I broke into that yeah, store their and, and stole? Want, I, th- yeah. This was more of a vestigial from when we were thinking about it being set in high school. But mm-hmm. like something about again, when you become old and grizzled like me, it's very difficult to remember <laughs> things that happened. And uh-huh. so the idea that like memories of events or memories of doing things with characters can be their own cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and that becomes like talking points would be like, and when you bring a group of people together, they all have a core memory with you, and that increases like. Um, I basically, like, what are the things that you guys talk about during that night? And I like the idea of each, like, maybe not every week, but every month ends with a big group hangout because those are like your you're getting a feel for what the ball at the end of the game is going to look like. So it's not like it's anything new. It's just going to be kind of what you've done already, but on a much bigger scale where you're dealing with like dozens upon dozens of people and maybe you're going from group to group to group and doing multiple conversations and trying to make the party as badass as possible and then that'll be like it's not so much about winning this it's not so much about winning this game is so much about like walking away like like walking away with a cool experience of like these are the people i met these are the connections i made these are the people i ate you know that 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 kind of vibe On the top of the deck, like the gameplay part too, I want to add to one more mechanic. Yes. Is it that we got to feed because we're a vampire? We didn't talk about that at all. No, this is still in the card building thing um, or the deck building and card playing thing. I want to introduce this idea of the oh yeah moment because sometimes during conversations you'll have like a moment where you're like, oh yeah, going back in the conversation to when we talked about this thing. I want to propose this idea that that should be something that we can do as a player if we think that we don't have, like, the right card in hand, but also something that the other players could do to mix up and, like, 
stun the player as well. You know what oh, I mean? I want to add a level of like yeah. randomness. These are that, people, like, yeah, we can't that they're control like, it. Mm. They might even oh. have moments where they're like, "Oh yeah, do you remember?" And then we watch the yeah. Uno stack kind of like spread out, and then like all five of the cards are gonna like five of the cards come out, and then you have to maybe remember like what topic they're that going was to say something, something, and then we have to think about like what card they are referencing at this uh, moment from the and, last and the, five And the cards. way we answer that is um, they were like, hey, remember when we were talking about that? That's a general hint of like the topic and then the card you need to play is relating to that topic. It's like uh, it, you find out, oh, they were talking about music. I must play a music card here. Um, or they were talking or about working out. Or even just go back through the cards play. that were already played. Like maybe the oh, cards that were already then... played come out. You get like 10 seconds to read through them. And then oh. they all flip over and then the cards shuffle. And then the, yeah. play, the, the, uh, the asker is like, do you remember when we were talking about blank? And then you have to go to that card after it was mm. shuffled about. You watch them do like the little yeah. cup mini game. And then you have to like, and then be like, oh, that's when they were talking about this specific thing. Where's that card at? Let me grab that card. And then bam, Let me grab the that card. I know that I just watched there. it do the little cut mini game, but now I know that it's the one on the far left. Let me bam, do that. And it, I earn some points. We go back to the game. You Yes. For if you remember us, correctly, it works on their friendship. But if you don't, it damages your relationship with them. Yeah. It's like, oh, now you're for, a bad listener. Yeah. For yes, us, yes, yes, how yes, that yes. would be personified is we get the oh yeah card, and that would be the idea that like maybe once per game we are allowed to go through the stack and say I don't have a card for this moment. Let me play a card for something that was said earlier, and just bring the conversation back a couple turns. That mm-hmm, way, I can mm-hmm. keep going. Ooh, okay. That's where I was thinking it'd be kind of fun to mix in ability cards because it would be kind of cool. Like you draw like a card that says. Go back, um, go back to previous topic, or uh, change topics, or compliment, or do something. That way, you don't necessarily have to continue the conversation. What so much as like work on the like the structure of the conversation itself. I think the so catch be- is if you do a card like that, they always have a payment that puts you one step closer to the idea of them just drawing their entire deck and like yes. losing conversation. And yes. so if you play a card be- like that, it's like you can go back and open up the conversation to wherever you want it to be, but everybody mm-hmm. is going to draw their current hand and draw to the same hand size. Ooh, so you could lose up to six <laughs> turns for the other Love player. It. God, that's six so cool. draws for the other player. God, that's so cool, dude. That I, dude, that's a game. Like that's awesome. Mall bats. Hell yeah! Wow. I'm like that's a game I would legitimately play, and it has that level of um. I know I'd probably get frustrated because I'm horrible at deck building games. Um, <laughs> I just I love, know how to I'm do it. I'm very interested in this game because it's yeah. I don't. It, it's deck building in a way that I haven't s- seen before because I feel like a lot mm. of deck building games like. They just built magic again. That's really what a lot of them are. <laughs> Which is fine, is it- don't get me wrong, but like, it's just magic, baby. <laughs> Alright, we ready for patch notes? I think I'm ready to go to patch notes. Hey everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. Before you click away, if you like hanging out with AJ and I, we have a YouTube Let's Play series where we are going through Undertale, a game that is 
probably going to hurt my heart in a major, in many, many major ways. So if you want to experience that with us, uh, come check us out on YouTube, uh, d- d- YouTube spiritual. That's what's the name of the, what's the name of our YouTube channel? AJ spiritual, spiritual successor success. podcast is the name of our YouTube channel. Oh, thank now, you. Some of you might you be thinking Blake and AJ wasn't the best time to play undertale for the first time 10 years ago. And Shut I would up. say, yeah, the <laughs> second best time to start playing undertale is right now. <laughs> So check us out. Uh, come ha- share some laughs and some cries with us. And that's going to be where we leave this week's episode, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, our intro and outro is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. My name is AJ Hart, and I've been one of your hosts today. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made. Should not be made.